Jerry Fragon and Doug Connolly work for Taylor Fragon Capital Management. All opinions expressed should not be relied upon for your individual investment advice. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. Taylor Fragon Capital Management and its clients may maintain positions in securities discussed. No portion of the presentation serves as the receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from Taylor Fragon Capital Management. If you are a Taylor Fragon client, please remember to contact Taylor Fragon in writing if there are any changes in your personal financial situation or investment objectives for the purpose of reviewing, evaluating, or revising our previous recommendations and or services, or if you would like to impose, add, or to modify any reasonable restrictions to our investment advisory services. A copy of Taylor Fragon Capital Management's current written disclosure brochure discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request. It is again time for the Long Only Podcast. It's been too long. We're out of sync, Jerry, and I've told you this. We, our schedule's all messed up. Well, it was holidays, too. It's not even the, it's not even the holiday. Look at you. You sound like the holidays. You sound sick. That sounds sick. It was Thanksgiving. Oh, those holidays. That is a secular holiday, so I guess I can forgive it. Um, yeah, but everything's out of sync, so sorry. We need to get back on a weekly schedule. I think you've got a little, a s- small spate of travel, um, which we're recording this around, and then there shouldn't be anything. This is true, and, and more to come. Is there that much more to come? Until February, right? January. No, that's soon. Okay. Anyway, we're going to have to be on the ball better. Yes. So we apologize Much for that. discipline. Plus, there was some sickness here and there. D- true. This a week a- ago, I probably couldn't have had this conversation. This is this is true. I've had everything. Not because I felt that sick, but because I couldn't speak. I'm pretty sure um, Barry Barry has been in our house. Who? The, it's a obscure, obscure disease that you found in third world countries. We've had everything. Oh, well, you have a, you're running a Petri dish in your, off, in your home. Yes, we're occasionally not sick. That's how I view it. <laughs> If I view it that way, it's kind of like I can be happy. You know, oh, I'm occasionally not sick. Oh, occasionally. If, but if I expect, you know, the normal for uh, seven people to be healthy, plus my parents who are staying with us, the, the, uh, it's well, be they're healthy, healthy, hopefully. They seem to be, yes. Um, but we'll cure that soon. So, Jerry, today I threw out two words as to what we're going to talk about today. The? 70s. 70s. So... Not to be confused with the age, seventies, or did you? Was that what you were implying? No, no, the seventies, the decade, the decade. The reason I want to talk about the seventies, the decade, is because the nineteen seventies, the nineteen seventies, not the eighteen seventies. So oh, the seventeen seventies, not the seventeen seventies okay. either. Yes, uh, that was a time of freedom. Was an interesting decade. Freedom had hope then. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's because it feels like the seventies. I hope. Why did you say you were Doug? What? Normally you start with, this is Doug. Oh, okay. It is Doug. And this is Jerry. All right. Okay, go ahead. Uh, So it feels like the 70s in some ways. Meaning we need, and I've said this before, a scrappy group of amateur hockey players to win Olympic (laughs) gold to pull us out of this malaise. Mike Arruzioni. Mike Arruzioni. Jim Craig. True. Not to be confused with the man from Snowy River. Was his name Jim Craig too? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Jim Craig was the goalie, right? Yes. And they were coached by Kurt, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, yes. The movie. 
Herb Brooks. Herb Brooks. Yep. And, but that's the hockey team. My fear is that this feeling like the 70s doesn't last the actual, this, as long as the actual 70s lasted. Uh, because I don't want to. That, that's a fear of yours? That it doesn't last as, or that it does last as long. Sorry, yes. I, because <laughs> I, I don't if it want. it doesn't last that long, that'll be a good thing. I don't want it to be the 70s again for a full 10 years, if that makes any sense. It does. Uh, because we've got, a, we've got a crisis in leadership, I would say. And there's. Really? Yeah. And okay. you would say too. I would. You would. <laughs> And there's lots of reasons to feel uh, down about the economy. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say this, one of the things that, I, that helps me feel that this, this malaise might not last the, literally the entire decade is because things just happen so quick and so much more extreme. You know? And so we're already basically a year into this, whatever we are with the stock market. And I, I would argue almost two years. Possibly. I'd have to look at when the highs were, but it's definitely been a up and down, mostly down. February of 21 was sort of the beginning of the kind of, you know, growth company technology software, bad software is bad sort of, you know, market peak or well, the beginning of that and, and the, the kind of the peak in those names. So it's coming up on two years for a sort of what we would call growth company, which is our kind of company. Mm-hmm. Um, have been have been hurt. Now it it all peaked in November of twenty one, so it's we're a little over a year. So from that standpoint, yeah. And these are the times, though, when faith is particularly important. Faith in what you're doing, because you can find reasons to think everything has changed so much, and it's never going to be the same. And uh, we've got these existential problems that are going to be impossible to overcome. And I think there's plenty of reason to think that that's, that's not going to be the case, but it's still tempting to fall in that mindset. Uh, obviously, there's, in a lot of ways, things do tend to, to trend towards chaos and, you know, and, and such. But between now and the end of, this, of everything, there's still a lot of ups and downs left and a lot of life yet to be lived. So I remember the, the most famous case of sort of the, everything has changed, everything has changed forever that I can think of is the the infamous death of equities uh, cover New York or the, the time. I think it was time business. Magazine. Wasn't that business week? Maybe it was business week. Late 70, it was 79. I think time magazine actually, but go ahead. I'll look it up. But it, this was at you after a period. And, and we're talking about, you know, a maximum two year little bear market that we're in. This was after a long, long decade of stock market underperformance where bonds were looking much better over the, over the long haul. And there's this, the famous magazine cover that says the death of equities. And then lo and behold, within too long of that comes the- It was business week. It's business week. Okay. So it figures I was all of what, four or five years old when that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then we had basically the Reagan economy, the 80s, whoever you want to chalk it up to, we had a robust decade of growth. And- Well, and I might add once again, Dick Taylor, our mentor, having- some of the best years in small cap growth companies through in the seventies. During the seventies, some of the great companies of the world were born in the seventies: Microsoft, Apple, Intel. 
I guess you could make an argument Intel was actually born earlier than that. But I mean, they, you know, the proliferation of some fairly significant trends and companies that went along with them came out of that era. So would you, but would you say his returns were actually good during that era or the seeds were planted for late seventies was pretty darn good for him. Okay. That that was what I got from him. I, I don't have those exact numbers because they, they really aren't published, but this was just from conversation over years and years and years of hearing, you know, and, and keeping in mind, it was 73, 74 was actually the big, you know, that was the blow up of the so-called nifty 50, which was kind of what drove the, uh, the sixties, the go-go sixties as they call it. The nifty 50 drove the sixties. Yes. Correct. And, and that blew up 73, 74. So, I mean, later in the decade, things hadn't, hadn't started to improve as the, as equity started to discount, you know, when the end came, however, or when the end of that whole debacle might come, however, um, and so what, what I'm saying is I'd have to go back and look at the charts of exactly when the bottom in overall indices, you say the S&P 500 was reached in 70s. Um, it was like a 12 year period of time from 1968, I think was where the peak was to 1980, um, where, you know, things finally had improved or at least looked like they were, they were headed towards improvement. But I think one of the things that's important to focus on is in this environment, this is, this is what we're looking at right now, which is driven by interest rates and inflation at the moment or inflation and then interest rates for sure. Um, I don't have this exactly right, but I think we're, we're looking at kind of a, of a record short period of time for the magnitude of the interest rate increases that we've seen the Fed, um, the Fed doing, which we normally don't talk about the days we're talking, but we just today literally had the Fed raise rates again in, in their December meeting um, by half a, half a percent. Um, the Fed has acted very, very quickly in a short or has, um, significantly in a fairly short period of time. That said, uh, we, we are in a camp that's believing that they've gone too far largely because they went too far in leaving rates at zero for years and years and years and years. So, I mean, the seeds for this were sown by lack fed policy before and all of that being said, um, I do have to give some leeway to the fed because it wasn't their decision to, to print all of the, or to, you know, spend all of this money that the, that Congress approved over the course of this COVID debacle. Um, and in fact, there are those that say, you know, Jerome Powell is doing what he's doing because he's so angry and, it, and won't even talk to, you know, the powers that be that got us into this COVID mess. I don't know if that's true or not. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't want to give too much credit to, to the Fed or, or any one person at the Fed. Um, but I do think they probably are getting that, look, we need to defend against this inflation bug that's been created by a 42% increase in the money supply, which they obviously allowed to happen, but I don't know that they had a whole lot of choice given what, what Congress was doing. Um, again, you know, they get themselves backed into a, a corner by virtue of this long run of 0% interest rates, which was, which we had been complaining the whole time was not real. It's a complete misallocation of capital. It's a misunderstanding of, how, of what, risk really is. It's, a, it's um, you know, when you're valuing time at zero for so long, which interest rates is essentially the price of time, when you're valuing it at zero for so long, that just is problematic. And it's, it creates extremes and it creates, you know, misallocations and discrepancies, which we've seen, we're seeing now in spades. 
that's all the bad news. The good news is, is the Fed, you know, they've reacted to this. I think they've gone too far. I think they could have used other means. I wish they were more active in open market. I wish they would have, would be shrinking their balance sheet um, more actively as opposed to just using the interest rate mechanism. Why? Because regular people really get hurt by this. So, you know, if you have a car payment that you need to, you know, make, because you have to buy a car now. I mean, I think and if you're stuck in that situation and you have to borrow to do it, yeah, your, your payments have tripled. Um, so this is hurting the, the, the lower rung of the socioeconomic ladder very, very hard. It's hitting it very hard. I think that's un, super unfortunate and unnecessary. And now it's gone too far. As we would, Why did we argue against 0% interest rates being that way for so long? Because then they have to react to what they are having to react to and they overshoot and that's what they've, they've likely done. And that just hurts people that certainly don't deserve to be hurt at all. I think, however, what's coming out of this is, is there's a bigger story. If we get too focused on interest rates and inflation and the Fed, we miss the bigger picture, um, which is I think we're seeing life after Google coming full force now with the kind of rolling over of the Facebook slash meta. And I think Google is, is, is you know, old news. And I think, you know, now we're seeing what's happened with Twitter. I mean, Twitter is, if, if, if what Musk is doing with Twitter isn't a great peeling or, or, you know, drawing open the curtain of who, you know, the man behind the curtain, ignore the man behind the curtain. Well, we're finding that that was pretty significant. Not, not, not even necessarily what it means about free speech, but more, um, how phony that whole business model may well have been. And we said for a long time, we thought the the advertising model based on eyeballs and clicks and all that stuff had serious problems. And now I think we're finding out the tip of the iceberg is, is, is that, um, you know, this whole business model was flawed. We thought we were just playing wrong on that for 20 some odd years. And that, it, you know, we, we never thought it was a valid business model. And, the, and we thought, well, again, I guess we're wrong. We still don't like it, but I guess we're wrong. Well, I think maybe it might be proven that we were right and that this has been one big giant fraud for a, a couple of decades where people were spent, you know, companies were spending money um, on how many clicks or how many eyeballs were looking at things when it turns out maybe they weren't. Um, I think that's the that's the story that still is is needing to be told and will be conti- will continue to be un- uncovered. Um, so what does it lead us back to? It leads us back to what we say all the time, you know, real businesses will find their way through this. I suspect there were a whole lot of businesses that were perceived as being real businesses in the last 20 years or so that really weren't, that really weren't what they were cracked up to be. They were, they were thought to be. Um, and as that unwinds, new opportunities are, are appearing. And those that are astute enough to ride through these ups and downs, because that's what it takes. If you're trying to pick tops and bottoms, as we've said so many times, you're just going to, you might as well just, you know, open the door, stick your head in the jam and slam it shut. It's just, it just doesn't work. You might get lucky here and there, but over time, consistently over decades, applying market related timing things doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It does work to use your sense about what might make a good business. Um, and so we're, we're watching some of this and we've been hurt so hard, so badly because of a lot of this with respect to the growth type companies that we own. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, the income companies that we own have outperformed. So, um, that's, it's, it, that's been designed to, to do well in periods where growth isn't doing well. So we're, we're pleased about that. 
But there's a whole lot of companies out there that have been caught up in this mess that don't deserve to be getting their values hit as hard as they have. Certainly we're overvalued at one point, you know, maybe going back to February of 21, certainly November of 21. Um, but now there's a heck of a lot of opportunities. And so kind of along the lines, I think where you're going with this, it's different from the seventies in this way. There wasn't this quick a reaction on the part of the monetary authorities to, to, to try and rein in the inflation that they've created. Um, maybe not all completely their fault, but nonetheless, they were, you know, 42% increase in the money supply in two years is pretty massive. Um, and so one could argue, and I think we, we would argue, we don't like to try and pick the tops and bottoms on interest rates and markets or, you know, what the Fed's going to do. We really, you know, we'll just assume stay out of that game. But I think we're closer to the end and it wouldn't surprise, closer to the end of their, certainly of their, their interest rate hiking than the beginning, I think, we think. Um, and... Yeah, certainly it does look as, as much as the inflation numbers are, are still not ideal. It does look like inflation peaked probably as, as long ago as May or June. Um, and while even today they're referencing a strong labor market, well, it depends on what industry and what sector you're in. I mean, we're seeing some in that same group that we think is rolling over. There's some massive layoffs. Happening. Pot's doing great. Well, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't know that. I don't know if those are counted. I don't think anything. that's even sustainable. No, it's okay? clearly not. It's not sustainable. Um, but, uh, you know, the, that former group is, I think is rolling over. And so life after Google is alive and well, and from our perspective, nothing could be better to have happen. Um, if all of this mess serves to get some things straightened out, you know, and, and we always said, you know, there are, there are enough problems with policy and with the way, the way mistakes have been, have caused misallocation of capital. And what do I mean by that? I mean that, you know, a lot of great ideas couldn't get funded because the um, follow the crowd venture money kept flowing to these ideas in that, that were, you know, in, in, in search for the unicorn, you know, um, these ideas that were just in, you know, really destined for failure, I think. And now we're starting to see some of that come to fruition. And if that means that we're going to get back to a, a reasonable approach to investment, um, a reasonable approach to where, you know, in order to gain, to get assets or to get capital to, 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 you know, grow or to, to start or grow your business, you've got to have some, you got to have something that's, that's, that's viable. Um, so good, good. If that's, if that's what it takes, the hard part is it takes us all with it. It takes us all down for a while, but those that have businesses that are, that have, um, viability will come back. They not only will they come back, they'll end up thriving and they'll end up being the ones that drive growth going forward. If I, if I were to put it kind of in a, in a real nutshell, it's that a lot of what has been considered the leadership economically and market value wise over the last couple of decades, I think it's been misplaced. I don't think that, I don't think that, I think what we're going to find out is they weren't really the true leaders that we thought they were. So more life after Google, as you said. Yes. 
All right. Well, anything else you have to carry us into next week? ESG is dead. Again. If we're, we're getting some serious confirmation of that. More states pulling money out of places like BlackRock. More and more people pushing back on that it, it's not about the environment. It's about, uh, you know, an alternative construct to the way economies should run. Certainly not the way this country's economy is generally what it's based on. More of that later. More of that later. There, I'm sure there'll be more. <clears throat> something else will change. In the, or maybe either way, something else will change. We know that. And so. nothing, it couldn't be any sweeter <laughs> as far as we're concerned. I mean, this is perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, we will try to get back on our regular schedule. Thanks for bearing with us. Until then, I am Doug. And I'm Jerry. Thank you for joining us in the Long Only Podcast. Please, Thanks, Doug. Oh, you're welcome. Please also listen to us. Remember to rate us and subscribe. And check us out at TaylorForGone.com.